0: Turn it up loud Hey man You a little sucker for love Word up for love I should have seen you jump up right from the start Don't me so many lessons I'm not to mess with broken Welcome back to Good Moms bad choices I'm Erica and I'm Mila and i'm really excited we're both really excited because we have a special guest that i feel like we've sort of manifested slash like been like stalking stalking like slowly like sending little DMs <laughs> and like posting photos of her and shit um <laughs> we have an author sexologist and just overall amazing badass woman shan Budrum. thank Yay! you so much yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always so
1: weird on video because i'm just sitting here like quiet. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to say about me? But an audio makes, because I just pop up the cake, right? I'm just like, surprise, I'm here. I'm really excited to be here. And yes, your game was so good on me. Like, you really, you really reeled me in. So I'm happy that we got to do this. You
0: know, we try to be subtle. Not at work. You, know? you know, it wasn't really subtle. I
1: wasn't. <laughs> um, was yeah. like, bitches, you get my email. I emailed you. <laughs> Aggressive, I'm the, aggressive yeah, you're DMing. right. I'm not, yeah. I'm not good
0: at subtle, actually. I've had a... Jamila's told me, like, you need to chill on the DMs. Like. First
2: of all, you told me one time I tried. You're like, that was a little too much information. It seems a little aggressive. I'm like, bitch. I've seen the DMs you sent. <laughs>
0: Less words. Just get straight to the it's point. It's
1: easier to give advice to others than to take our own advice. sure true, but That's apparently the, damn truth.
2: the aggression
1: works. So. <laughs> it does, right? hey. hey. Note to self. Get more aggressive. Right.
2: You have <laughs> two strangers in your home now because we've pressed you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you brought donuts, so it's fine. I, I've assessed that you're not serial killers. So. Yeah. Okay. And on top of that too, you guys sent the most handsomest camera person to my door. The that, was our, that was our secret key. Like. It really Wait, is. You go first. Do you go first. It's the opening of a rom-com. <laughs> and, and nobody set me up to be like, for greatness, to be like, hey, maybe brush your teeth. <laughs> He's
2: fine. Scrub so, the sleep uh... out your eyes. Do
1: something with yourself. No. It's just a Tyler Perry movie.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That's literally how Terry Tyler Perry works. So, like, open the door
1: and it's like, Morris Chestnut. Yeah. Never Every single movie. Your hair bonnets on. You just don't like yourself in that moment. But hey, we're here. It always ends up working out. We're yes. here. It's great. And you look beautiful. Oh, thank, thank you. And your teeth. Thank, thank you. you. Robert didn't tell me that. His name is not Robert. No, sure. you call him Eric. <laughs> now Robert,
2: his name is Brandon.
1: Brandon! <laughs> I actually used to date a Brandon, so I should lock that in. And Brandon looked kind of similar to him. <laughs> there we
0: go. Now you, there you go. You yeah. remind me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, I'm so excited because I've been following you for a long ass time and getting educated by you, honestly. Like you did this one um, post about the vagina and like all the different words, like all the different like parts of it, which I felt mm. so like, I'm like, I don't even know myself. Like I don't even know. <laughs> who how am I? To, like, who am I? I'm like, wait, that's not, that's not the vagina. I'm like, oh wait, there's more involved than this. So, thank you. I just oh. think outer
2: labia, inner labia, clitoris. Mm hmm, did well. No, it's like grand labia. There's like a lot. The major There's lab- many words. Yeah, L- labia, minor labia, <laughs> clitoris.
1: That's all I know. That's all I got. I like that you say clitoris because I say clitoris. And people are like, it's clitoris. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's cl- clitoris. Potato, potato. It sounds classier. I mean, my clitoris. clitoris. Yes, um, <laughs> it's wonderful to know the parts of yourself. It's. I think it's. One of the sex education tools that parents should give, I actually have mirrors downstairs, little handheld mirrors. You should ask your daughter to sit down with a mirror and then give her a chart with all the different parts. Like, this is your bartholin gland. Here's your urethral opening. Like, even that in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, debunking the myth that you don't pee and have sex in, in the, the same, same hole.
2: hole. Oh, my God. I didn't know that tool of shit. I don't know. I like, it's
1: 15. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I got a strong flow in my, yeah. Right. Strong <laughs> stream.
2: When do you think that's a good time (laughs) when they can read?
1: Yes, moms. I actually, um, I went to school for sexology Mm -hmm. and we got this really great book that was year by year, what's normal sexual development for a kid. I think that every parent should have that because it says like, hey, at age three, they might discover their genitals by age five, they might find stress relief in like, humping or hunching doing something with it and it was like by age 7 they might develop crushes and it was a really great like for me it was very affirming because I was like a freaky kid me too mm, me too and, and then
2: I, for the longest as an adult I'm like was I molested <laughs> Yeah. why was <laughs> I, I humping? like this yeah, yeah.
1: I used to get called um, uh, lewd a lot by my mom. Lewd? Yeah. Lewd (laughs) just means like sexually inappropriate. Like at a young age, like I was so, my mom was like, you're so lewd. Like you're being lewd. Like that was the word. (laughs) And then I read this thing, I was like, no, I was just being normal. Like this is just, I may have been a little ahead of the curve, but you know, I was still on the spectrum. So. Uh, you start having the conversation as it's appropriate for them. So if at age three, they're starting to explore their genitals. You start with that discussion of like, hey, this is what this body part is. Like you start developing the language. And so at age five, if you notice that they, you see them maybe playing doctor with their friends, you're like talk about consent at that time and you might talk about like pleasure the difference between what adults do and what kids can do and their right to their bodies and so you it's not i think we refer to sex talk as like the talk like we're waiting until like do we start at 15 no we don't it's an ongoing
0: conversation i I think for me like I, i have a friend who is a therapist and she deals with a lot of sexual abuse within children and she was before i when i was pregnant she was already telling me like It's so important that Irie knows how to identify her body parts because a lot of times when kids can't identify their body parts, things can go wrong in the court system. People can get away with things because they're calling their vagina their butterfly or or they're too ashamed to identify what it is. And so me, like me and Irie, and also I know Jamila is very open with her daughter as well. You know, we talk about, we don't call it like your peepee. We call it your vagina, your breasts. I mean, she still does that because I think just socially, that's what most kids are calling it um but i've been like the past like probably year irie is really into like she'll just spread spread eagle and just be like touching herself mm-hmm. and in a in a really innocent way whereas my mom was probably more like your mom who was like oh my god what's wrong why is she doing that someone touched her and my do- my mom would be like why is she doing that is is everything okay and i'm like she's exploring herself please stop shaming her yeah because she needs to know that it's okay it's mm-hmm. fine but you're right i think because it's this has been going on now for a while. I probably do need to have a talk with her about identifying what this actually is and what like the names, even more specifically. But I wouldn't I didn't even know, honestly, before I saw your video, I wouldn't even have known how to identify those parts. It's just kind of like one vagina. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It. <laughs> it's the vagina. That's <laughs> um
1: in actuality, the vagina is really just the canal and the outside is the vulva. vulva and right. vagina translates to sheath which means a place that you store a sword. So it's like a real, like, not empowering word. A place um, that you store a... Like one of those, like, um, leather casings uh, right. that you, like, put your sword in and you're finished using it. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> death to the vagina. Right?
2: <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is tricky, like, because... I even realize now like discussing pleasure and discussing boundaries, shit, I fucking am learning that still now. Like realizing like, no, don't touch me. Even went to the dentist yesterday. It was like her first time going to the dentist and we were walking out and it was a really sweet like dental hygienist. But I noticed she like kissed her on the cheek. And I was like, why are you kissing her? Was, like, hmm. you're the dentist. Yeah. Stop now. <laughs> you know? Like, okay lady. You know, and she, my daughter doesn't care. She's hella friendly. But I was like, did that lady kiss you? And she's like, And I was like, you can tell people not to touch you. It's fine. You know, like establishing boundaries. You know, like you don't have to let anybody touch you. And even sometimes when I'm trying to smother her, she's like, get off of me. And I'm like, you don't tell me to get off of you. I check myself because I'm like, shit. Yeah. (laughs) I taught her boundaries. Now she's boundering me. Yeah. um... I made you. (laughs) So, yeah. But that is, I think it's for women particularly, the boundary thing is something that has to start early because, shit, we don't get that until like, later and we allow things because we think you know it's like us being nice or if we do it it's being mean
1: a hundred percent i think it's also too like uh you guys know wheezy from horrible decisions she was talking about that with her mom that like for whatever reason our early sex talks with our parents tend to be about assault and preventing assault rather than like hey pleasure like there's two sides of it like there's Mm. there's your your sexuality um has a lot of different purposes and so it's not just a matter of like don't but good touch bad touch Um, It's like your right to your body to pleasure yourself in a private setting. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's what your body parts are just so you know what they are. And then as you get older, that's going to be useful information for you. So it's important to talk about boundaries and consent and of course the possibility of preventing any abuse, but then
0: also to flourish a sex positive attitude in your kids. I was listening to this TED talk and they were talking about how in Sweden they educate from a, they educate in sex ed from a from a position of self-pleasure mm. and that's so rare and because of that these girls in the study that they did like the, the girls as they become women their sex life is not based out of like a lot because I feel like most women we have sex to please ourselves but a lot of it is for the pleasure of men yeah and for these women they did the study and a lot of them it was they were either single single or they were pleasing themselves they were masturbation was a regular part of their life and they weren't in like toxic relationships that had a lot to do with like a lot of t- toxic sex mm. and I was like I don't I mean I know why America does a lot of really weird shit
1: um <laughs> and a
0: lot of shaming of women in our bodies but I just thought like wow what an amazing like way to start that conversation or that journey into sex is like knowing that like, okay, it's for my pleasure. It's not for his pleasure or and vice versa, even for a man. I think also, I don't, I think obviously men experience this too, but obviously women on such a wider scale. And thinking about how to talk to that with my daughter is so interesting too because I wasn't taught that and it can feel uncomfortable. Like how do I actually talk to my daughter about her self-pleasure without like, being scared like oh my god now she's gonna go fuck or something. Like but she's like she's only four. <laughs> so like <laughs> you guys
1: terrify full grown adults, right? Right, right. Full grown adults like how do they talk about that? How are they so open? It's just mm. at the end of the day it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you have to practice, you have using, to practice it. using it like it's probably no big deal if you talk about like deep throating that's like Tuesday right lunch, like, every day yeah.
2: but then you incorporate like your children and it. you're like oh. no. even we record all, all of our fucking business and I'm like when did this listen to this it's <laughs> mortifying but you know it's real that, how do you think you got here and it's funny that you said like, right you know because I'm a sexual be thankful freak. your mom's a freak
1: <laughs> oh god she's <laughs> no, gonna hear that no, shit no,
2: no. I'm joking but Hang it's on. (laughs) it's funny to think you can't have a healthy relationship with sex and sexuality if you don't acknowledge that there's a positive and there can be a negative Mm -hmm. you have to have the relationship with both sides of it and you have to be able to communicate that to your kid so they realize because if you always talk preventing something from happening someone can hurt you someone this this that the people being weird if someone touched you then that's the nature of your 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 relationship with sex. Yes. But when you say it's pleasurable, it's it's an amazing thing, it's love, it's all these different, you know, things, then there's a balanced introduction to what it actually is. Because shit, I think I probably have we all probably have had or are unlearning just the negative. Like you said, like I think women, because of the patriarchy, I realized we are driven so much by male attention and male validation that I notice even amongst my girlfriends, we will sit and talk about niggas for hours. <laughs> <laughs> hours. I'm like, and where are the niggas at? Are we going to the bar with the guys? Like, are they fine guys there? Are they rich? <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yes>. all <laughs> valid questions. You won't believe <laughs> it. Right, you won't believe what happened, but so and so he cheated on me. There, everything is and then I'm and then I'm around men and they're like, oh la 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 la." it's not until they see like a woman right here like oh sex you know what I mean like but we're like let's go where the guys are let's talk about the guys because we're so driven by that mentality you Mm -hmm. know and it, it like stems so many different ways that sexual like
1: I also kind of like that about women though. I think for dudes to talk about so much boring shit. <laughs> like whenever I listen to Jared's conversations with his friends, I'm like, this is so dull. <laughs> like, what rapper's doing this? Or like <laughs> who might get traded to what team? Yeah. And it's just like, I'd rather talk about things that actually matter. Two-thirds of there's a study about like what makes someone happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this book that I love called The Social Animal. And two out of three of those things are draw back to our close relationships. And so that means like one third is about like your purpose and maybe like about, I don't know, like your money or whatever else. But two thirds of those have to do with our close interpersonal relationships. And so I love the fact that women spend a lot of time focusing on that and like micro analyzing relationships, not just with um, men or whoever you're attracted to, but also with each Each other other. and with family members. And so I think it's our superpower. I think we're good at that. That's true. You have a full ass podcast about it. So it's it's true. (laughs) We sure do.
0: Um, Speaking of... um, thoughts and things we talk about we have this game that we play with um yeah game. <laughs> we have so. this game that we play with new guests it's a good it's a quick way to get to know you better our listeners get to know you even though i'm sure they know who you are because i are really excited you're on today um and it's called trigger and it's basically we just run down a list of words and you think of the first thing that comes to mind when i say it are we all gonna play no just you just you. really they know us okay but
1: this might be new words though maybe everyone should play maybe <laughs> everyone should just one word just saying.
2: We made the words up.
1: I yeah. know, but then now it's, okay, clear your mind. Zoom. Give yourself that in um, black wipe. <laughs> she's like a challenge. I feel also. like I've, <laughs> had, I've had too much. I've had, I
0: know she's over here. See? Are you <laughs> <soulaging> us?
1: <laughs> I want to give Lechette. myself time to think. <laughs> That's
0: all. <laughs> your me? turn first. Go ahead. Right. What, do you, what do you think? <laughs> um, no, you're only playing. Sorry. Okay, okay. It's on song, you, boo-boo. Um, okay, so you ready? Yes. Okay. Go. Modern monogamy. Brandon. Just joking. <laughs> He's like, what, huh? <laughs> He is married. <laughs> uh, modern
1: monogamy is one person at a time. That's Canada. a long sentence, sorry. Canada. Oh, awesome. Kauai, not staying anymore. That's pretty sad. Basketball, hey. Drake. Uh, goat. Favorite sex position. Uh, um, like to the side where I can also rub my clit while I'm getting side penetrated. I don't get the full dick that way. And I also get like time to play with myself. And yeah, that, that's my favorite. Kink. Um, awesome. Boxers or briefs? But Bo- whatever's tighter. What's one's a tighter? I, I, I want briefs. to see, I want to see the imprint. There yeah, we go. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I want to see that imprint. <laughs>
0: um, dom or sub? Sub Dom. Subdom, okay. Subdom, <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Reality Dom and a sub, reality TV.
1: Yeah, for some for some people, yeah. Not for me. Your vice, ah, uh, sugar, bad habits, eating sugar. Jared, eat icing. Ic- uh, Jared, Jared's my addiction. Kids, ah, uh,
0: scary. <laughs> <laughs> I translate that for you. <laughs> Still got my IUD. That means scary. <laughs> um. Viagra.
1: Um. Try giddy instead. Four twenty. Fun for some. L. A. Uh, fun for some. Feminism. For everyone. Divorce. Fun for everyone. A blast for everyone. Divorce. Um. A valuable, viable decision. Happily ever after. A goal. Trump. Uh. A no. Black women. A uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Tripping. I don't know what tripping is. Teach me.
2: <laughs> I didn't know what that was T-tree. either. She
1: taught me yesterday. I was like,
2: "What is tripping?" tripping? Is um, it's scissoring. It's scissoring. It's a porn category when two
1: oh, girls. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I porn. Uh, lesbian porn is my favorite category. Really? Okay, yeah, that was one of the questions. So, bam. Okay. Crystal dildos. I'm not really into the sacred sexuality side of things, but I appreciate those who are. But it's not like I I don't connect with it. Asexual. Yes. Pregnancy. No. <laughs> <laughs> loyalty beautiful pregnancy is beautiful whenever I see a pregnant woman I'm like oh it looks so gorgeous um, loyalty uh, not my shit I don't believe in loyalty cheating um, try something different I mean I, I like try something different I just think that that should be the last resort threesomes um, yes childhood Ch- amazing I had an awesome childhood favorite cereal uh, cookie crisp Disney or Nickelodeon Disney we didn't have Nickelodeon in Canada mm. we so talked that, about this yeah, I was like, Nickelodeon's it. everywhere no not <laughs> in Canada like, I don't know it's crazy because Jared has so many childhood references like King and you're and like we did not have that show at all those people did not exist to me that's crazy you yeah. had the Grassy, and I don't know what else we had, I think had of a the show grassy. we had a channel called YTV mm. so that was our Nickelodeon
0: made me me you be like
2: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> meanwhile I'm like everyone has Nickelodeon Erica <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, celebrity crush. Oh my gosh, um,
1: Neymar. Do you know he's a soccer player? Listen, you guys, I just found out about him, and he's one of those people who has like a fucking 500 million followers. Oh. I love Neymar. If you're listening right immediately now, immediately Google's Neymar. Look right. at yeah, she's going on her Neymar, phone right now. N e y m a r. Neymar Junior. <laughs> Neymar Junior.
2: Neymar
1: Jr. Oh, here he is. Let's see. 121 million. Jesus, right? This is like Kim Kardashian. Yes, he's Kim Kardashian. Oh shit. Let me see. And he's so. He's He's fun. Cool. Oh Lord is right?
2: my type. He's always
1: smiling. Like if you watch his story, he's always having a good time. You know I like light like, skin. You know what though is confusing about <laughs> Neymar? He's got a full on white baby. Is that his baby? Adopted? That's adopted? his son. No, it's one hundred percent his white son. Well, what do
0: you mean? Genetics, man. No. Like that, that little that c- that's his white uh, baby. No. Yes, it oh, is. They have, they have the same eyes. What
1: the kid's blonde? Like maybe
0: maybe his grandma had blonde
1: hair. (laughs) Neymar got questions. That's all. Neymar, we got got
0: questions. Um, Okay, single mom.
1: Um, Yes, go go for you. Go girl. Therapy. Awful. (laughs) Yes, go. (laughs) Yes, go Go for you. Go get it, girl. You got it. (laughs) Therapy. Single moms. Yes. Both. Yes
0: to both. Sexual trauma. Um, Therapy. Is squirt pee yes or no? No. Influencer. Mmm, okay. Favorite author?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, let me think about this by category. Uh, Robert Greene, probably number one for Life Influence. Jodi Pico, just for books that I absolutely love. Uh, Dr. Ian Kerner for sex books. Um, anyone else I love? And David Brooks I love. And then Dr. Ellen Fisher for books about love. Bam, bam, bam. You hear that? Go read just- uh-huh. Esther Perel, just for like a gateway drug into the world of intimacy. She's really fun to read. Mm, I'm going to read that. Have to read all those idol um uh, oh my god i'm gonna say i'm gonna say robert green which i feel like that might not be the best answer because i don't know about his personal life because mm-hmm. um, he really just might be a nazi i'm not sure <laughs> i just like his books a lot and i like his philosophy on life thong or panties oh my god none but if i have two panties i don't fuck with thongs curly or straight curly insecurity Oh man, you know, I couldn't even think of one right now, so. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I was gonna say hair, but I'm doing laser hair removal right now. Um, oh, but well, the next one's hairy what? pussy. I was gonna say, <laughs> but I have like acne medication that I have on right now. I've been working on my insecurities. I, I look at that, the work. I've been
0: putting the work in. Putting the work in. So, hairy pussy, first thing that comes to mind. Oh, lovely. Anal sex. Oh, lovely. Zodiac sign? Aries. I don't believe
1: in that shit though, but Aries. Hard or soft? oh somewhere in the middle i really like i'm t- terrified of really large dicks so i like to get it like right between where it's like not
0: as hard and i'm like <laughs> now's the <our> time <laughs> I mean, first of all i've never heard anyone say
2: that
0: <laughs> 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 see like first of all which, when, I, when i put that down she's like duh hard and i was like oh first of all it doesn't have to be sex it could be anything i also love playing with a soft penis why because it's soft it's just
1: so wonderful it's just a weird it's a we don't have anything like that it's just this like boneless meat. It's like not even. It is even, boneless. It. But it's like, so strange-ish. fun to play. People massage it. Like it's just like I don't know. I love it. I love playing with soft dicks. I like uh, watching it grow. Oh, me too. Like, oh, like, oh, this is fun. It's I magic. love giving head to a not so hard dick, and, and then and it then grows. You, can you feel yeah. like you've like accomplished something. Remember when yeah. we were kids? I don't know how old you guys are, but we used to have that toy that you put in water, and it <laughs> would start out small and, and, then, it and then it would fans, grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. It brings me back to the joys of childhood.
0: we in our thirties. Turn off um shaming intersectional feminism
1: you know what i don't i couldn't even i'd have to think about what that means it means like
0: feminism not just like because a lot of times feminism is kind of reserved for white feminism and intersectional Mm. like takes into account class race everything and not just like feminism just straight up so, like, feminism within the black community versus the white community and mm-hmm. all that. I didn't
2: really know what that meant. So I
0: just put it down. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> Learning. Joy. <laughs> Growth. Grow- joy. Yeah. Um,
1: 2019. It's been a joyful year for me. Biggest regret? Uh, my ex. <laughs> my most, I, I don't have all exes that I regret, but I really did fuck up a lot of years of my life and, like, set myself back with my last one
0: that's it for cheerers. that being said <laughs> to end on a happy note <laughs> i'm happy now yeah well, exactly speaking, Fuck that. joy well, speaking of exes okay so you congratulations on your book that you have coming out. yeah so i did not know where that was gonna go
1: <laughs> well i'm thinking of, of exes, one thing of exes, congratulations <laughs> we killed him
0: <laughs> what a well, transition he's dead <laughs> well i'm thinking of like <laughs> i'm thinking of all the tips that you're giving the women and like how to Hopefully, well, it's the art of seduction. Hopefully, you're seducing people, not like your ex, or hopefully you're seducing the right partner. Yes. Um, because when I was reading, was like I was browsing through your book, and I was like, towards the end, I was like, wait, this isn't actually how to find like your man, like how to find. It's really just how to sed- the art of seduction. Because I was like, I'm doing everything, and I'm still single. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but. There were so many things within the book that I was like, okay, well, I do the S shape. I feel like I touch a lot. Let I'm the talk. life of the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the <a> cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cake. Like, so how, can you talk about, like, how did you come, how did you decide that, okay, I'm going to take these women mm-hmm. and, like, how did you, de- how did you figure out these are the perfect women? These are the prototype, these are not prototypes, but these are the ones that I feel like would be perfect examples for other people to read about, like... What was that process like
1: so i interviewed 300 women um which i was like really amazed that many even applied because i don't look at la as being a market where i a lot of people know me i don't ever get recognized in la i'll go out just live my life doesn't matter so when that many women responded back i'm like okay this truly this is a city where that would happen though so many people are like let me do something different because whatever i'm doing is not working and so my criteria with these women in particular is one diversity i want to find people who were diverse in story, diverse in look, diverse um, in background, and they had to have like a regular job. So it was important for me because I didn't want anybody who was performing. I just really wanted real, regular, um, everyday individuals. And then my three criteria was, one, they had to be in the summer for at least 80% of it. Two. Oh, three what? In the su- in the city. Sorry. Oh, in the city for the summer. Thank you. Okay. for Okay. I was like in the summer. In the summer, <laughs> it has to be in the summer. <laughs> Bronze for eighty percent of their life. It had to be around because I wanted it to be about the group dynamic okay. and us working together. Two, uh, according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, their all their basic needs had to be met. So I did not want to work with people because I would never ask a woman to like focus on getting a partner where they had to find somewhere to live or find a job or maybe at this present time they just had a kid and they were just trying to figure out that role uh, or somebody who needed to go to therapy. So I made it really clear like if I talked to somebody who I felt this wasn't the next step for them, the Mm. next step for them probably should be therapy. The next step for them probably should be, you know, like nesting or something. So it was people who had everything else figured out except their love life was in absolute shambles consistently. And then finally, people who just weren't a dick. Um, only because it was a group dynamic. Them, yeah. I had to work with them. Uh, I I, like it, it, it didn't work out that great for me, actually. Um, <laughs> Somebody was a dick? I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, but that's okay. It was a part of the story. And it was really, I, I thought that every woman represented something different and brought something different to the table. We had a, a young mom in there. Um, it was a really awesome group, and I'm still friends with them to this day.
0: Um, did you think, so going, how did you come up with these five, you know, steps to seduction? And like, while you were applying or having them applying these rules or these steps to their life, was there any adjustments you had to make? Like, okay... Like maybe you had like a step that maybe you had to change. Like this isn't 100%. working. hundred percent. This isn't working. Yes. I thought this was uh, going to be it and it ain't
1: it. Ain't, it, ain't, it ain't. <laughs> when I first started this process, it was a six week course. Like six weeks to making yourself the ultimate seducer. Six weeks and you're a masterful connector. No. It was like six months. We're still working together. Um, the biggest thing. So the five phases are to know, change, learn, practice, and be phase one, no, is half the fucking book. Like it was so difficult to get people to face some of their, I call them like reactionary personalities, meaning when you pick up negative habits, bad traits in reaction to something else. And so I like to get people to admit that like, hey, I'm a bit of a bulldozer, um, or like I'm a moralizer, like I, or I'm really pushy, um, or my shyness isn't like a quirky trait it's an inhibitor to me having my best life so to get the women in the group to really confront their faults we had to one do the workbook and that only kind of worked then two we had them speak to their exes Mm -hmm. um and that only kind of worked the the, the delusion was so strong
2: so basically you're saying like people how people were as a result of things that had happened to them, they had developed these traits and undoing those traits.
1: Yes, undoing some of the tox, not toxic, but I would say, like, if you're consistently, for example, the advice that we give most people who are chronically single and can't really figure it out, if you're like, I just, you know, I'm going on this date today and I'm really nervous, my last 10 dates haven't worked out, the person would be like, just be yourself. Oh, I just read this. And you're like, what? Like, what in life?
0: She, she was actually talking about that in the car. Uh, so she was reading that part of your um and then you're right that
2: people don't look at like people. Everyone says be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. And if they don't, if you're yourself and they don't like you, then you know they're not for you. But you're like, <laughs> if you're in medical school failing, and, yeah, and, and, and like you, your advice with someone be yourself that would be bad advice. Like, yes, oh, no, you got to do something different. You got to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: yeah, balance, very balance. You got to <laughs> figure out what it is that's blocking you from getting the grades in that case, or what you have to work on. Um, maybe what what negative personality traits you may have to fix or adjust. Like I learned for myself, I'm very disagreeable. And like everything has, there's two sides to every coin. So being disagreeable is actually really helpful in my job. It's why I'm an entrepreneur, because it means that I always think I could do this better. That's great for my career. It's awful for relationships. Um, And I had to learn that about myself. Like, do I wanna continue to have challenging relationships where I'm always in arguments, I'm always combating the person, and we develop this like toxic power dynamic because I have to always have my way or always have my say. So I had to start working on that part of my personality. And when I did, I mean, I I have the most agreeable partner on the planet, which really makes it easy for me to try to curb this part of myself. But I had to acknowledge doesn't make it easier, doesn't make it harder. Because if he's agreeable, then it doesn't really doesn't really prompt you to have to change. No, I mean, he's not. uh, I think people interpret agreeable as like yes, ma'am. submissive, submissive. Yeah, Yeah. wherein (laughs) more so, it's just like their priority is like the vibe.
2: Yeah, like fine. Is that making happy? Like to go with
1: the flow. flow, Yeah, and then it's like if you ruin the vibe because you're being really argumentative, like you will cause conflict in your relationship. And so even if that person is agreeable, I think I just learned by watching him. Yeah. I learned how much easier his relationships were, how much more people really like just gravitated towards him. I just saw an amazing example of what agreeableness could do for someone's life. And I'm like, I want some of that. Like I get in arguments everywhere. subway, subway <laughs> sandwiches, the airport, like so much of my life is based
2: on me like, With conflict. I saw what you say. is Be someone who can get along with mom
1: and every waitress. Every mom and every waiter. Yes. Yes, yes. There's the thing that like there's someone for everyone. But with this book, my goal was to make you the kind of person who you are for most people. Like you can walk into most rooms and make a connection. I mean, to your point, I can't promise anybody they're going to find their partner. There's a certain magic that happens with that. There's a certain bit of timing, je ne sais quoi, that goes along with that. But I can promise you, you will never have a bad first date again. You will never walk into a room and feel awkward. You will never feel like, I don't belong in this room or in this space. Like, when you do this book and you go through the phases in the process, you're going to be like complete and whole in yourself, know how to attract others, know what makes you the shit, and be really, really good at applying those techniques.
0: I think also when I was reading um, your book, I felt like this is also really great for just not just in attracting attention from a potential partner or a person you're dating, but in business and yes. in work and like making yourself attracting whatever it is you want when you go into a room. Because I know for me, like, I'm kind of moody. I <laughs> uh, like, sometimes I can walk in a room and be like center of attention and like, you know, talking to everyone. Or sometimes I'm just like that girl who wants to chill and watch people. And I'm, I've been told my whole life, you have resting bitch face. Like, are you okay? What's wrong? Are you happy? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just chilling. I'm yeah. like, actually great, but now I'm upset because you're asking. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I've been really actively trying to fix that because I'm like, how many opportunity? How many? How many relationships? Not just with men or women. Am I missing out on because of how people are perceiving my energy? Yes. You know, and I'm like, I like. I could have missed out on, like, an amazing business opportunity or an amazing woman that could have been a great friend to me because of whatever I'm giving off. It's such a small fix, too. Like, it's not much. It's just like, okay,
1: like, let me lift my eyebrows, open my body language up, pop my hip out into a nice (laughs) ass, stand at the edge of the group so that I'm accessible to others, and maybe move
0: walk around right and I'm not asking for someone to like smile all day yeah that was the thing too I was like well maybe I just need to smile all the time and then I was doing that and I was like this feels fake this is not who I am (laughs) I just my face hurts (laughs) (laughs) face hurts I'm attracting people I don't actually want to fucking
1: talk to now which is great (laughs) practice you know what my sister and my cousin were here in town and um, they were so fucking annoyed with me because I literally talk to people wherever I go and sometimes I don't say the right thing. It's it's a crapshoot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I make a joke that lands, sometimes it doesn't land. And they were like, This is so annoying that you do that. But you're like, guess what? The reason why we get to stay in my house, the reason why I Because would... I'm a fucking friendly bitch. Right. And <laughs> I, I have to practice all the, the time, time. So that when I, I went to Red Table Talk, they had a live discussion. Um, and I made sure I was in the eye line of Jada Pinkett. I was so far away from her, but she's like my idol. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe like 20 yards, but I stayed right in front of her, stared at her the whole time. And sure enough, when they asked for questions, I raised my hand. She was like, the girl in the back with the bun, the curly hair, you, get her the mic. And they walked back to get the mic to her. I'm like, you see, like all those times Mm. that I have conversations I don't really want to have are practiced. So when I'm in high pressure situations, it's second nature to me.
0: Mm. And so
1: a lot of people, it's like, They don't, I don't want to talk to everybody, but then when it counts, you don't have the muscle to do it. Right. And that's a big part of the game with practice, like phase four, is that the girls were saying to me, like, well, how am I supposed to remember all these techniques?
0: Because you do it all All the the time. time.
1: Mm -hmm. All the time. Yeah, we were
0: reading, we were reading the prologue and, um... You were had these cards. Yes, and I was like, "Is this
1: real?
2: Is she lying?" No, I have those cards up there. actually. I was literally
0: waiting for the part where she's like, "That's not what happened." <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I was like, "Wait," because I I feel like I would have been like looking out and been like, "Wait, what does that say?" Yeah, <laughs> are my glasses on. Wait, <laughs> pull. Up. Is that yeah. a happy face it's or a green. red? Yeah, is that yeah. red yes. or
2: is it d- d- double X's? <laughs> and the guy would be like, "What the fuck are you looking
1: at?" <laughs> but Courtney's personality, she had memorized them. All like, right. and you met her, you'd understand. But for her. She needed the routine because uh, she tends to give a lot on dates. Like she tries to get too intense too quick. And sometimes you can destroy the mystery and ruin the fun a bit. And so for her, it was for me being like, okay, I think you need to really see how this is going to play out. Because right. I would give her tips and then she'd come back and be like, the date was a bust. And I'm like, what the fuck did you actually do? Yeah, you know, what did I'm you like, do? I need to be there. Yeah. I, I, let me come. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this notes work for everybody. Yes.
0: So. It's foolproof. Okay. Yes. Um, we actually took your test. Um, I took what well, we took. I took my commitment style and my attachment style. So for attachment secure yay well done um and then commitment modern monogamy
1: oh very fascinating i was not gonna guess that
0: really what were you what would you guess
1: well only because anybody who i think like talks about sex for a living i'm like you're a free spirit like monogamish at least <laughs> uh-huh. you know like monogamish is like let's go to the strip club babe mm-hmm. and modern monogamy is just
0: like it's us any more questions That's i am we... i am like let's go to the strip club yeah. babe but i'm also like it's just us, though. <laughs> it's just us. Yeah. Unless okay. I choose.
2: <laughs> Cut that shipper off. Enough of that. Enough. Okay, right now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me what One yours dance. was.
0: I, wasn't su- I, I was kind of surprised but not really surprised. I thought I was going to be modern monogamous or whatever. Well, you did? I
2: did. What?
0: No, but Because bitch. of my
2: newfound monogamy love for monogamy. <laughs> it's my new mature. No, um, i was swinger. Yes, there we go.
1: Those are the guesses that I would have been in the ballpark yeah. of.
2: Um, which I was, I was surprised, but not surprised because I do like to share. I'm cool with sharing like, Oh yeah, that's, that's hot. Let's do that. But also I'm like your mind. Look at me. Yes. <laughs> don't make any suggestions. I'll pick the girl.
0: <laughs> that's you know. what
1: swinging is, right? Like it's, a, it's like a team sport, right? Like it's like, we're doing this together. Act together. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But is swinging
0: always have to do with having another couple or could it just no, be? No, you know what? Actually, I actually really want to rebrand that word. Cause like people just don't connect. I, when, to I, when, it. I, when you
1: think of swinger, you think of swapping. You think of swapping and you think of like old white couples. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I've been
2: to some swinger clubs and some of them are not so hot. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I definitely have to rebrand that word. But yeah, it's essentially it doesn't have to be a couple swap, but it can be even a threesome is a part of swinging, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yeah, we're going to invite somebody else into the sexual play, but it's us who we take it on together. Whereas in open relationships, it's like, those are separate activities mm. where it's like, you may have a partner. I may not have one at the time. Um, maybe you're going on a date for a while, or maybe I'm going on a separate date. But I think swinging is more like, no, like we are We're doing this together. together.
0: So, as someone who has talked openly about your open relationship, yes. um, me and Jamila have had many, we've had a few episodes and battling with the idea of open relationships. You know, I came um, from a very long term relationship that was mono, supposed to be monogamous, but was not monogamous on mostly his end. Um, and so then going into being single and dating, um, I started dating someone who had been in an open relationship mm-hmm. that didn't work out. But he was very honest and said, you know, I don't I, I wish I could say that I could only sleep with one person my entire life, but I know that I can't. And I said to him, I agree. Like I don't believe that mono, like I don't believe that monogamy is natural. Um, in my relationship, I was in a monogamous relationship because that's just what we had, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't even agreed upon. It was just, this is what relationship is. We started that relationship, we were so young. I think, obviously, the different spectrums of relationship are more, people are talking about them more, agreed. so you know that they exist, whereas yes. then I didn't even realize that was an option. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we entered into a dating, we were dating and essentially open, and throughout that time, I have kind of realized that, I don't know if this is for me, I know I could do it. Really, I felt like he couldn't do it, which is strange because he had come from an open relationship, but then had problems with me doing things outside of our relationship. Yes. I think that's a lot of like that male toxic ma- masculinity shit. Um, but I'm so then I made, my, I was like, okay, I'm, I can't do open relationship. No, we had a guest on um, this woman named Daphne who was like, open relationship. Shout out to Daphne. They don't work. I've never seen one work. They always end up in like there's miscommunication. Something's going to go wrong. Um and I was like, "You know what? Maybe she's right." And then then we had other people hit us up. I've been married for 10 years in open relationship. It's a lot of fucking work, but it works for us. Yeah. Um so in your experience, like do, you've you have you been you've been in monogamous relationships yes. and also open relationships and for you open has been like what's your experience with it? It's just been like the most I guess, where you felt the most whole? It's just been easier for me, I think.
1: Um, it's just, it's a lot easier. I have to do less self-regulating and, and vice versa. Mm. I, I don't ever go through my partner's phone. I just don't, you know, I used to be in a monogamous relationship and I would like dread opening my DMs to see the like, I thought Joe man, like, you know, <laughs> DM message from somebody. And mm. I just don't have that anymore for some reason in a relationship where technically my partner could do whatever they want. I just think that, it just opened up such an opportunity for us to be authentically ourselves, and so the betrayal, the fear of betrayal, just doesn't exist. And I think that that created a lot of stress for me. Also, I had a partner who constantly did betray, mm-hmm. and so that was a part of like the culture of the relationship. But I don't know. It's just like it's an, it's autopilot. It's it really is the easiest thing for me. But it's bizarre because when I think about people saying like debating if they could be an open relationship or not, I'm like it's kind of like debating if you could be a dentist. Like it's <sighs> just. You could maybe if you wanted it's not, to. It, right. And maybe do it's you, not your interest area. Do you
0: think that, I mean, obviously I, I'm assuming the answer is no, but for people that are um, hesitant about open relationships, eat for, uh, which is me, um, do you think, because in my experience, I feel in this one experience that I've had, so, you know, it's only one, I just feel like it allows per, uh, someone to have no accountability. Like for your feelings. Like you're not allowed to feel away about what something that they've done because you've opened up your relationship. Like, what how do you navigate through that space? I guess because like you're anecdotally describing it based on
1: your experience. And Mm -hmm. so anyone could do that with monogamy too. They could be Mm -hmm. like, I just feel like it's a place there's so much restrictions and it's about behaving for your partner as opposed to being who you are, and you're like, that's not what it is at all. It's just like we're choosing each other you can choose to describe it i think in any fashion there are there is toxic monogamy there is toxic open relationships any to- relationship in general where you say one thing and do the other is inaccurate any relationship wherein that your consideration for your partner's health and well-being is not at the forefront is a not a good is a ta- toxic relationship so i would think that if you're in an open relationship and it's a lot about well mind your business you know at that level of commitment isn't there you still have to be when you're in relation to someone, you're like, we're doing this together for as long as it makes sense for us. And doing this together means that we both have to be in mutuality. Mm -hmm. I have to feel supported. You have to feel supported. We both feel good about the decisions we're making that reflect the relationship. Um, and if they're not communicating with you and that's hurtful to you, obviously they are not doing what they're supposed to do. And that applies for monogamy or swinging or anything else. So I just think in general, (laughs) If someone says to me, I don't know how you could do an open relationship, I could never. I'm like, then don't. And we don't need you to. And actually, it's the quiz that you guys took, right? It was taken by like 50,000 people and modern monogamy was over 50% of the responses. So the good news is, is that I think people feel this pressure to give up monogamy. But in in fact, everybody actually, more people want it than
0: not. Exactly. I feel like it's in LA. Because when I, in like major cities like LA or like New York, because what I found in in dating now, um, because I was, dating has been so interesting for me because I haven't done it in, I was in a relationship for almost eight years. So coming into dating apps and being like, what? Wait, this is what we're doing. We're meeting through apps and it feels like people don't want they want like at least they're saying they they want to leave their options open but they want the they want to feel like they're in a relationship yes. but they don't actually want to be in a relationship. Yes. And that's what I found with many of the people that I've dated. Which be grateful that they're defining that.
2: So I'd
1: rather you come to the
2: door saying this is what I want yes. or do So I don't have to figure it out. But just, I agree. I, that's why
1: the commitment quiz, I think, is ideally done with people who are just getting to know each other. Oh,
2: here, uh, take this. Tell
1: me where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I I almost said it to somebody. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> copy this link right here. What point? works for you? Do you have 20 minutes? Because I have something. Also,
1: too, it stops you from taking it personal. Because if I'm in talking to you for six months, then you bring up open relationships. I might be like, I'm not enough. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, right. Versus right. like this person I mean, saying, this is, like, I don't, obviously, your partner probably wasn't a great partner, but I love that he said to you, like, look, I'm probably never going to be satisfied with mm-hmm. having one sexual partner for life. Mm-hmm. Just like if he came to you and said, like, look, I probably will never be able to suppress my attraction for men. You would accept that as just a part of who he is. You wouldn't be like, well, it's because of me. It's like, no, no like he's you just... Don't, you're
0: not. It's you a part of his yeah. orientation. Right. I'm confused where I stand. Because I I, I, I want... I, it's not even that I... It's just I want... I need security or not security, like... I need... Oh, it's not... There's stability. I feel because like, I don't think... I know that I could not sleep with the same person for the forever. rest of my life. I, I need... You don't know that, though. Yes, yeah, I do. Until you
2: get with somebody and you're like, I don't really have a desire to fuck anybody. No. Yeah. You I, never I say Never say never. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be attraction. Like, look, Idris Alba exists. That soccer player exists. You know, duh. Yeah, fuck them. It's <laughs> <laughs> never going to go away until yeah. I die. <laughs>
0: but, like, could uh, you maybe? You never say never. I could. Of course I could. But would you want but do to? I want to no I don't think so I think it's just like me and my partner have to have that conversation together it can't just be something like well I'm gonna go fuck this girl there has to be a respect
1: and
2: foundation that's that's established that I don't even care like I know what we have so like Becky could come in right now hey boo You know, like I know, he looks good. Do
1: you know what we have to stop with doing? We just stop putting the pressure on people to make for life decisions. Like even when you're eighteen, it's like, what career do you want to do for the rest of your life? It's like, nah. Maybe for three years I may want to do this. You know what I mean? Like for you. Don't feel confused because if right now monogamy is what is the foundation you wanna build, that feels right for you. Just like that's why the quiz is called what is your current relationship structure. Because this can change; it's nonlinear. You could, I could see you in six years. You could be dating a full woman like that. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's giving yourself the ability to choose for what works for you in the moment. We're no longer dying at fifteen or thirty. There's a long life to live, and so. Give yourself space to change your mind. And evolve. Like, your feelings
2: change. Look, like, you know, five years ago, it was all about open relationships. Now I want to be married. Look, you know, six what? months
0: ago, I was all about it. Right. I was yeah. like, this is great. I love it. It's so great. And then I'm like, why well, I have so much anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> I have so much anxiety. <laughs> but but I, I saw a couple of your YouTubes, and you were
2: discussing how, like, you were on The View, and then you have kind of felt attacked by the women because they didn't really understand. I, I was annoyed by that, too. Understand where you were coming from. So... It, it immediately they felt like, oh, what about this? Oh, you say that. I hate when old women say shit like this. Oh, you say that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm only
1: alive right now. Right, right. Like I can't, like, yeah. I can't, I can't speak speak. for me
2: when I'm 60, bitch. Yeah. I'm not 60, you know? <laughs> like you. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, when do you have kids? Like, bitch, I'll have an extra day. Well, wait. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Um, But for me, I think... Open, I, I'm i really friendly. I'm really, like, I want to flirt with everybody. I want to get to know everybody. I'm going to mm-hmm. connect with you. I'm going to remember next time I see you. Like, oh, my God, how's your Uncle Pete? Yes. <laughs> um, and I don't like to be limited in that. I, feel, I really value human interaction, and I value getting to know people. And, like, the possibility of people, like, sh- changing my, my perspective and, you know, relationships evolving. Not necessarily that that has to be intimate. Shit, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just one time. It, it can go so many different ways. I don't like to have rules. and I mean, maybe it's me not wanting to be accountable. But also, like, I don't want someone to be like, you're being too friendly. Yep. I don't believe in the cutoff of love and flow. You know, if I respect and love you, I'm always coming back. So chill the fuck up. Yeah. But, you know, over here, I want to interact with Tom because for right now, whatever reason, I'm attracted to him. There's some energy that needs to... Maybe we have a message for each other. You know what I'm saying? But also, like, I value monogamy. I value having commitment to one person. So that might be my own personal shit. But I noticed, I only watched a few, but in your relationship with Jared, like... You're supposed to watch all videos I speaking to Off-wise. me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We tried really hard to watch yeah. them all <laughs> And read your goddamn book. And read the book. The yeah. book. Yeah. It was a lot. You're <laughs> <was a> taking notes. <laughs> so I'm like, I am going to school tomorrow, um, But have... Okay, first of all, the video, I think, was before you guys got married. But have you guys... Because it seemed to me that you guys are open to an open relationship, but there had not been an instance yet that you guys had yet to, like, maybe you found someone else that you enjoy their company or vice versa. So that hump really hadn't come yet. You hadn't had to experience it. So you're like, some shit I don't have, I don't know, because it hasn't come yet. Um, A, since you've gotten married, has the openness changed and in what way? And B, has that changed? Has there been a dynamic where there is another person outside of you guys that someone else is interested in? Would you meet that person? Would he meet that person? Or has that just not happened and we haven't crossed that bridge yet?
1: We haven't crossed that bridge. I guess it's just like, I side with what you just said. Like, for me, the biggest part of openness is just the ability to connect, flirt, etc. So, like, I have a phone buddy who I'll speak to. Maybe now like for three hours at a time. Um, who am I'm attracted to. Is that cross any kind of physical boundaries? No. But it's just something that, like, Jared could be home while I'm talking to him. Like, oh, you're on the phone. So... There is just well, be I, like, oh, hey, hey, Joe. No, I don't. He doesn't. I think they've met before, but I don't think that like they have that. And I don't think he desires that. Have, have that, you said this is who I'm always talking to on the phone? um No, they met before. Oh, like, they met first. Okay. I've had a dude who I was like somewhat dating. He's been at this house before. Um, so I wouldn't say like for me, to be honest with you, I'm probably sexually monogamous. I say probably to give myself space to be flexible, but this isn't even like a Jared thing. This is just my personality. Thing, even when right. I was single, I didn't have like multiple. My discipline's really strong, and also too like I know Your like d- my
0: discipline. I like that. That's me. My discipline. See, I I think I'm sexually <laughs> monogamous too. But yeah, like, discipline. Actually, I don't know if I'm sexually monogamous. I guess I am. When I'm because I love so hard, and I'm when I'm focused on you, it's hard for me to so see, like you have tunnel vision. Because even me and Happy Bay, when we're in our, in our openness. We're open, but I'm so focused on him, I'm not really, like, looking at anybody else. I mean, I don't know how long that lasts, because, you know, the shit starts to, you know, the lust and all the shiny shit starts to, you know, fade away. Not fade, but... But discipline—that's a really interesting way. Of I mean, like, I like if I see that. somebody that I like, like my
1: mind goes to making out or like meet you up a make talk. her out. I'm a make her outer. I'm like,
2: oh, what a make out?
1: <laughs> I just had and like Jared and I connected on sex. we were fuck buddies first, and like so our sexual chemistry is like the foundation of our relationship. It's not that it's the best thing in our relationship, but it's it's up there. It's the best sex I've ever had before. Oh, so, wow! It's like my desire for others, especially it's, it's still new. I've only been with Jared for three years. Um, so I, I will say that like at this present time, I just don't ever look at a dude and be like, I can't wait to get plowed by him. I just, <laughs> it doesn't cross my mind, Some but more early 20s thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in my forties, I don't know. I, I leave space for the unknown, but, um, yeah, I don't think our openness has been challenged in that literal way. And for him, he hasn't had a sexual partner. Um, and if I think he's, if he has flirty conversations in his DMs, I don't know. Do you ask once a week, like, i ask my,
2: uh, oh, have you fucked anybody this week?
1: Outside of me. <laughs> well we have a I would like to think that we have a structure in place where it's like if you do or it's about to happen. yeah okay. And I like to know. Like I'm I'm so fascinated by sex and love in general. Like I, if he goes out to a club or the strip club or something, I'm like, Did you like anybody? Did anyone like you who said you were hot? And right. he was just like nobody, like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, <I'm> not
2: that <laughs> hot. Nobody said shit. Yeah, I no. wanna know
1: everything and so I mean, I would hope that he does, but I wouldn't also I mean if somebody's gonna DM me from this podcast and be like, I thought Joe Man, I'd be like, Oh
0: Jay, is this true? You know? Right. Like, why didn't
1: you mention it? Whatever. Yeah, why didn't you mention this? Yeah. So I don't have to cuss this bitch
0: out. <laughs> right, I so, wouldn't. I would never. How do you think for women or for yourself if you ever do you want children? I know your reaction was, oh. you
1: know what it is because I'm in my 30s and like I just know it's like when you want kids someday when you're 28 it's cute but when like you're in your 30s and you want kids someday it's like well bitch tomorrow like right. what
2: do you feel the pressure? Yeah,
1: I'm starting to feel the the biological pressure. Like mm-hmm. I literally have a fertility kit in the other room. And I'm like I should. Do this because, like, you stop knowing if you even have the ability to do it. I feel so. it's so LA. Only LA
2: makes everything a thing. Like all my friends, are like I should freeze my eggs. I'm like, shut the fuck out. Those like, eggs work. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, not, I'm not, you like, you don't
1: know, right? Like, I know never Western
0: been... medicine, so sh- they, they, so they, it's daunting. It's daunting. Yeah, but so if my question is, is how would you talk if you had if you had kids or if you were recommend or giving advice to someone who does? How would you? introduce or talk about your i guess alternative lifestyle with them How which you, i and, and i only hmm. say alternative because it's alternative to a lot of people who are own, like really live by traditional or, or modern Social standards.
1: yeah um i'd probably say that like you know uh mom and dad don't feel like they own each other like we share each other we share a life we share children uh, we share love um, but we make our own decisions for ourselves, and those decisions sometimes may not reflect what happens in Disney. It, it would depend on where we were at in terms of like the openness like if Jared had a girlfriend or something like that there is obviously Auntie? be a, <laughs> it'd be a conversation of like yeah like, this is like your this is your dad's really close friend, friend yeah. that he really cares about that's important to him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the answers for that and I, I really I never want to give advice to like parents when I'm not a parent. Mm-hmm. like my sister has a, a daughter and a son. And it's funny because like I'm a sex educator and like when her kids asked her, you know, mom, like where do babies come from? She was like, I didn't want to, but I was like, there's a wizard. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to judge her because I don't know what it's like to be in that position. Oh, wait, She said there's a wizard? She I just... thought you were the wizard and she no. Gonna call you. No. She <laughs> oh. just gave that answer of like, uh, oh, no. They choose a person when they get old, when mommies and daddies get
0: to mommy and daddy age, the wizard baby. You know what I mean? It's just some stupid answer. That was very
2: creative. I mean,
0: actually, you know what? Irie asked me. I think I talked about this, too. She asked me how I go, was. she got into my stomach. And I was like, "Oh God, is this happening already? Like, how are we gonna explain this?" And I said, "Well, you know, your me, and your daddy loved each other. I a copied lot. you. I said the same thing. And you know, we we prayed for you, and we thought about you really hard. And your daddy rubbed my stomach, and we touched a lot." And then you appeared in my stomach. That's was, the wizard answer, yeah. Well, t- touching? I mean, there's no wizards or like magical I mean, beings. The magic ba- well, what I? rubbing wizard. I don't know. I was just like i had <laughs> a really long for a three year old. like head. your dad put his penis inside of me and then he ejaculated oh, and I'm just like I don't I didn't know like what we clapped three times did the <gasps> rain dance <laughs> and then you were full size I, you know and like when when she asked Ooh, me awesome. it's like a few things like things just keep popping up like even the other day in the car she asked me she's like mommy why are you why are we different colors and I was like oh shit okay. And she was like, why are you clear? Mm-hmm. And I'm black. You're like, I'm brown, first of, like, first of all. I am, you know, I'm real sensitive about, don't, don't start that colorism with me, honey. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, well, actually, we are different shades of brown. We are both black gr- black girls. I was like, you're just a little darker, I'm a little lighter, but we're both black. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so interesting that first of all, she called me clear. Yes.
1: So. No, my, my niece and nephew are stay hating on my color. <laughs> like, why are you like, why are you so pale? Like they're white. White like Iggy, they call me Iggy, right? I'm like, I'm <laughs> Iggy. Not white, like Iggy, like Azalea. You know what it oh. is? It started. It's a weird thing, but yeah, it's like Iggy Azalea. Oh, okay. That's all. That's hilarious. It's a story that's like cute for me, but long for you guys, <laughs> and pointless for the listeners. So, past it. <laughs> oh, 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 my question was:
2: speaking of children, how how are your how is your how are your parents' dynamic in their relationship, and how do you think that's affected you now? Because obviously, like, it's your relationship's untraditional, or you know what I'm saying. It's, do you think in any way what you saw between your parents has
1: uh, evolved or affected your decision in relationships right now? Absolutely. I, I think my parents are in some form of like a free relationship. They won't never call it that. Right. Not that I wouldn't... They just like... You know, I've known about my mom's ex-boyfriends for a long time. Like she'll go and hang out with them sometimes. Like my dad... I mean, now that especially that I'm in this space, maybe not when I was like, when I needed the sex talk, they didn't give it to me. But as they started to see me into this space, my parents got separated for a while and they are both talking to me about, like my mom's like, I'm on Tinder, what do I do? And so I feel like I know a lot about their sexual habits and like their relationships with others. And my my parents are definitely sexually monogamous. They're not swinging or anything to that capacity that I'm aware of. But I don't think that they have like an ownership, um, strict monogamy um, concept around their connection. And my dad is so non conventional. I feel like for a lot of people, once you meet my dad, it clears up so much about me. He's a very, very wild person. My dad had his own religion for a while called Fuck It. I like this religion. (laughs) He was really trying for a bit. He like, yeah. (laughs) He really did. Well, fuck it. I'm into it. Yeah.
0: Okay, getting off topic. We're well not getting off topic, but I just have to go back and touch on something in your book because I oh. thought it was so interesting. Um, yeah, don't miss this. Wait what what was it? What was the name? What was the actual name? It was like uh, what's um, Chanel number Vagine? Oh, <laughs> yes, uh, love potion. Oh, number love potion number Vagine. Number Vagine. Yes. yes, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. It immediately caught my eye, and I was like, wait. And then it was talking about rubbing your you know vaginal secretions yes. onto the the um, your temples your pa- not power points is what it's called. your pressure points. pressure points yes and i was like wait but what? yes to power points power, power, point. right. power yeah. points pressure, pressure points. points um i was like wait what we're putting our Our vagina juices on our on our necks and our I was like maybe I can put it like as highlighter on my face yeah
1: (laughs) like you know that's like the
0: I was like what if like vaginal juices become like the next beauty hack like so there's like a, a
2: portion in her book where she takes these five women out that she's coaching. And they go to Soho
0: House. and Which, by the way, when you were describing it, sorry, I just spit we, we, all over you. I didn't even feel it. Uh, OK. Well, yeah. it was there. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my god, I know exactly where that is. She's Soho like, I think house. they're right
2: here downstairs by the elevator. Yeah.
1: I was <laughs> like, yeah, I think so, too. True.
0: I'm like, I know that bench. Yeah. that <laughs> 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 bench
2: right by the theater room? This is where they're talking. I'm like, okay, okay. So there's a portion where they're in there, they're interacting, and then they take a, like a, 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 Well, they go in and they interact with a few men. And then they take a time out. And then... She tells them all, this Only this mostly works during ovulation, to go in the bathroom, r- rub a little vaginal juice, put it in your pressure points, and then go back out and see how people interact with them. Because yes. there's been studies that show when you're ovulating because of... Copulence. Copulence that attracts higher men or whatever. And that she's gotten results from it. And so now me and Erica
0: can't wait to be ovulating together because (laughs) we're going to the fucking Soho house. (laughs) Yes. Downtown. Because the one in West Hollywood. Yeah, definitely. no, 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 no. I think It's very strange there. The dental one's open now? No, but it's going to open soon. I'm okay, going to be good. rubbing vagina juices all over. All over, me over yeah.
2: Text, Texting <laughs>
1: Shan, like, this. no. I've gotten such, I've been using that for like 10 years, and there's times that I'll use it where it's nuts, the reaction. Really? I'm talking about everybody men, women, children, everybody blocking. <laughs> and I've had a friend whom I told to do it, and she worked as like a promotions person, like, you know, for some phone company, whatever. And she was like, girl, it was nuts. Like, <laughs> All day long, I did no work. Everybody was just swarming me. And there's times I've done it, and I've seen no reaction. So, But I do know what I say about it. It's like, to me, it's placebo. Uh-huh. Um, when we did it at the Soho house, the three women who did the experiment, like they said that when they walked out, like they immediately, these three hot guys from Holland started talking to them. And they're like, is it because of this? I'm not sure. But I do know that I also felt more confident in the conversation. And I felt like, like I had a little sexy secret. So... I would say that it's something that every woman should do, especially I do it for job interviews, mm. 1000%. I'm going on a job interview, man, woman, child, I don't care. <laughs> I am like doing it on and it's the wrists, um, the inside of your neck and then your collarbones. Mm. Those are the places that you talk with your hands. And so you get the waft going. And then if somebody gets really close to you, of course, like that's when they catch the scent, but pheromones breaks down into hormones that transfer. And they, they transfer excitement. So mm-hmm. it's like the transference of excitement. That's what your copy lens can do.
0: Wow. I'm really
1: excited to try this trick. Really? When I read that last night. I'm surprised why didn't come lubed up. What's I, up? I actually should. Shannon I mean, I will love
0: right me. Now. Yes. She will <laughs> love me at We will be back <laughs> for a party. <laughs> She's coming. We'll be at a dinner party very, very soon. By next
2: week, they will have me at dinner. <laughs> Using her own shit on her. <laughs> We're crazy, Um, but I am. But not wrong. Not wrong.
0: (laughs) So many things to try now. Um, We had a um, so we asked our followers um, and listeners mm -hmm. if they had any questions for you, and so we got we got a bunch of questions, but there was one in particular that I felt um, is it in these notes? I felt um, would be great because I think it's a question that I think a lot of women and I think men probably even too struggle with trying to find this balance and knowing so go ahead um okay it took me a while to gather my thoughts on this question i'd like for y'all to ask for me
2: in the sham (laughs) booty interview oh wait hold on that's not it (laughs) oh i would love to know some good tips for knowing how to gauge whether your sexual
1: appetite is healthy
2: or if you're using sex as a coping mechanism i'd like to know that
1: too oh (laughs) I i think sex lasts for 24 hours you know what I mean? Like, it's how you feel leading up to it. It's how you feel during the event. It's how you feel about yourself the next day. Uh, maybe even last a week, right? Like, it's about like sex should be a healthy addition to your life. It's kind of the same thing with food, right? Like, if you notice that you get really depressed and you binge eat and the next day you hate yourself and you feel like a sense of self loathing, you know that your relationship with food is not healthy or that your interaction with food is not healthy. So, the same with sex. Like, you have to really track your emotions, not just in the moment or right afterwards, but the next day and the next week and knowing yourself, like, did this experience um, contribute to the health and happiness of me? Did it impinge on the health or happiness of my partner? I think that's the barometer to go by.
2: I think it's hard with sex too because I think women um, experience a lot of shame and guilt for having casual sex. Mm. So it's like sometimes for me, I've learned in my life there would be times like, oh, that was kind of fun, but like, oh, should I have done that? I not really know him. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, fuck it. Yeah, I felt good and he was nice. I felt he respected me and, you know, so long. But Sometimes, like, if your friend's like, oh, you didn't even know him, Jamila. I'm like, calm the fuck down. I know, right, I know yeah. his middle name. He told yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's a, there's a lot of, no, so, like like you said, a lot of the book is like self-confidence, self, self, self. Well, most of it is being confident in yourself and being
1: able to identify those feelings. But I'm also a big fan of meet yourself where you are. Like, I think what a lot of people do is they go to extremes. So if you know that you had a change, like, you have shame associated with masturbation. That's your thing. And so every time you masturbate, you feel this really deep sense of shame and you want to stop that. People go to the far extreme where it's like, I'm going to masturbate in public or I'm going to get a massive vibrate. I'm going to buy the biggest dildo. And then they traumatize themselves because it's just too much of a far departure. So meet yourself where you are means that like, hey, if you're at a place right now where you still have shame associated with casual sex, accept that about yourself, but work on it slowly. So maybe you have a casual makeout session and see how you feel after that. And maybe you have casual oral sex, like go take small steps forward. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to negotiate with your own feelings to force yourself to feel what you just don't. Um, So if you aren't ready to have casual sex, because you're still doing the work of untangling a past that maybe was layered with religion or sexual shame towards women, whatever it was, you're still in the process of working on that. Don't put yourself in a position to act like you're at your after yet. Got it. That's that's important. Um, I
2: think a lot of our other questions kind of boil down to the same thing, and it's sexual compatibility. Yeah. <laughs> erica gave me a really good quote a couple weeks ago she was like like bitch i just came. i just gave me the realization we're freaks okay like we like ass play we like freaky shit we like porn you can't just settle for like the vanilla ass sex
0: it's just not gonna happen you gotta get your pussy licked."
2: yeah and i was like yeah, yeah. what a
0: conversation <laughs> yeah you're right fuck that <laughs> i was just saying like why settle like why settle for she mediocre she sex i was like like if i'm gonna have sex with one not one person but consistently with one yes. person like why would i settle for like i i almost did like i have in the past and i feel like i'm single now i have I, I do i want a life a lifelong partner of course but that's a requirement for me now whereas before i felt like well duh but i but i didn't do that and so i feel like a lot of women that write into us are like how do I talk to my partner about like giving me head? It's not good or like he doesn't give enough of it or uh, we've tried and it's not getting better. What do I do? I love him. Do I just like let sweep this under the rug and just keep it pushing and just accept? That this is where we are because he has so many other great qualities yeah
2: or is that a part of the the perk of being open like maybe joe can't eat your pussy right but george can Mm -hmm. you know is that when you say like maybe this is a good idea to introduce other people because there's things that i'm not getting satisfied like i'm not fully satisfied in or is that not a good
1: reason i don't love those reasons but they're there's some people's reasons um so in the book (laughs) there's that when you get past i think it's phase three you're now on to um learn But in that case, I had the women do a job listing exercise where they had to like be specific. What am I looking for? Is it a fuck buddy? Is it a lifelong partner? Is it a hiking buddy? For each person you're looking for, they need a different job posting, like a clear delineation of what the different roles are because you are the CEO of your multi-billion dollar company. Like this shit right right here Mm -hmm. runs because you're the boss. And so you want to make sure if you're hiring people on, they can Mm -hmm. do the role that you need because you're delegating to them. Um, So in that, it's also about creating like, your qualifications, your frozen five, I call them. So your frozen five are five things this person has to have. Okay. Scientifically, it's three things. That's like the science of happily ever after the book. People should choose three. But I'm like, if you read my book, you get two more. Like mm-hmm. You extra. put the work in, you get two extra. And so if in your frozen five, I give a list of 26 things in the book that are like crucial components to a relationship, I could read some off if they're my book's on the side. Um, let me just flip really quickly. Yeah, go ahead.
0: over there <clears throat> we'll wrap up
1: soon. Okay. i do have a call like, at 11 just okay so no we're, so we're gonna it. be done way before that okay it's 10 20 right now okay all right so here's some of the things in the that you could potentially put as your frozen five agreeable emotionally stable securely attached high novelty seeking mean like like to do new things supportive slash happy for your good news, physically attractive, takes responsibility for self, speaks my love language, sexually compatible, financially well off, trustworthy, highly ambitious, independent thinker, has good relationships with others. And so there's 26 of those. I just listed some. So if in your Frozen 5, sexual compatibility is up there, absolutely. You need to make that a high priority in your partner selection. If it's not that important to you, you're going to have incompatibilities with everybody. There's going to be some things that are not going to be on. Like, and so you have to identify what are the things that you just can't live without. I know women were financially well off. It's number one on their list. Like That is their love language. And so they don't care if a dude has great dick. They care if they have a savings account. So mm-hmm. it's up to you to decide for what those top five are and to negotiate your compatibility with someone else based on that.
0: What if you're already in it and then you read your book and then you're like, wait. These are my top five. My partner that I've been with for the last seven years isn't hitting them. Like is that you just is that a conversation I, I guess you just have to have it with yourself? Like it, it's a joint conversation. Is it over?
1: <laughs> too, like, I think a massive. like in my uh, life partner, like the key characteristic, the reason why I chose him as a life partner was because his ability to change is incredible. I witnessed that through him. and so that to me was so hopeful to say I could try life with you. Because if I've had an issue, you always rise to the occasion, exactly. and then in, in turn that's inspired me to do the same. So if your partner has that quality, it's very possible that you can work through it. But you have to identify for them and
0: say, Hey, these are my priorities, and like let's work together. What are your priorities? It has to be mutual. Like, yeah. Like so, what if your pri- what if your five and his five are different? That's obviously I'm assuming that's what it is most of the time. Oh yeah, for sure. And. If they're widely and wildly different, is that a bad sign? It's bad if you don't qualify. You know what I mean? Like, because there's (laughs) some things on my list
1: that I want that I don't have. You know, I'm not an agreeable motherfucker, but I want that in a partner. Mm -hmm. Um, So if Jared put that on his top five, we'd be in trouble. I'd be like, well, I'm working, but you need to give me some time. This is a big part of my personality. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't work if you don't qualify. It's kind of like love languages. Right. You don't have to have the same love language, you have to prioritize each other's love languages. Got it. Got it. Makes so sense. to your point, if for you, you're like, you know what, sexual compatibility is massively important. And it's important for a lot of women. As a matter of fact, two women in the book, I have physically attractive over sexually compatible. It's more important that I look at my partner and I'm
0: like, oh. Stimulated. Because then-, then I can, I can get, do the rest.
1: Yes. <laughs> but so a good. lot
0: of other. Yeah, that's not me. Yes. Physical isn't for me. I mean, of course I like good, like pretty people. But I don't really. You have to be. A, kind of like a fine person. I don't. I have. It, ha, it I has, has to be a walk away and be like. Yeah. I, I'd rather if someone can make me laugh, then I'm in. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, there is some physicality things there because there are. It's but like primal instinct. But it's not number one. Mm-hmm. Definitely sex for sure and financial, which is new for me because. You would ask me that like five years ago. I'd been like, I don't care how much money he makes, I love him. Yeah. And <laughs> now I'm like, wait, I got a kid, like, yes. I got shit, I got bills. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Like, I need you to be doing pretty good. Like, come on, let's, let's like at least be even and, like, yeah, I think also seeing other women in my life take care of their partners, and that's what they like to do. That's not really for me, you know. I don't want that in a partner. I feel like eventually I'll be like, mm, I'll get turned off. Hmm. Um, I would love to be someone's sugar mama you would? I would be someone's sugar mama Mm -hmm. for sure I don't have any desire for that
1: and that's um, so important. These conversations are so crucial because then someone's listening. Exactly, to your point. Like, I would love that. So we do this with our careers. We spend 18 years through process of elimination, learning in a low-risk environment where we excel and where we aren't that great. And we can ask ourselves the question, do I want to get a math tutor or say, fuck math. I'm going to be an artist anyways, right? So it's a process of narrowing down where you know you're going to be best suited. Like, what I'm if I'm good at this, then you don't have to be that, like, just adding
2: and subtracting what, what I'm good at might not be your strong point but that's fine because that's my strong
1: point and exactly. I'm okay with it yeah. but it's putting yourself I mean a 90% to be honest with you I think of a relationship is about do I like myself around you it's kind of about liking the other person that's 10% you've got to like the other motherfucker but
2: how, how does it how, how do some, you affect influence yes. who I am and that's true because with Bruna we had this other girl and she wrote a book called The Problems with Dating and she was solvent for like something like a thousand days plus and mm. you know did this whole thing but she was saying it's interesting that We don't, we've, new things come up in relationships because you've never seen yourself with this person before. Yes. So you can't deal with certain things until you're literally there because I've never had this situation. I've never had to deal with myself dealing with you. And there's different parts of me that I'm addressing that I'm uncomfortable with because I've never seen them before. So there's all these new things that come up, and you have to be aware, like how this person is influencing you, and if you like or dislike what they're bringing out in you, and who you become with that person. Because I also read in your book, which I thought was interesting about not being yourself, is that it's true. There's there's your work self, there's your like after hour self, there's your drunk self, there's when no one's watching self. So you do choose who you are, and who you choose the person you choose to be is who you are.
1: Yes, but um... there,
2: but there's choices, and I guess that is true. And there's we all have numerous dynamics and sides of our personality. There's a dark side, there's a devious side, you know, (laughs) there's like the professional side.
1: So I think, you know, that's, that's true too. Yeah. You got to be the side of yourself that you like in reflection to your partner. And that makes you feel sexy and powerful and smart and like a great mom and a great person. And when you have all of those feelings, I feel like that just enhances every area of your life. I think relationships should be like a yeah. It, it should be like your your safe fun zone. Right. You don't have to be in a relationship. It's twenty nineteen. If you're gonna do it, it has to be only because it hundred percent benefits you. You hired him, some motherfucker. Hallelujah. Right.
0: Oh, <laughs> um. Okay. Last question. We have a segment on our show called horror stories. Yes, I'm so afraid of this. <laughs> horror <laughs>
1: stories.
0: Um, I was hoping we'd just forget about right, it and not get to it. Um, which is a a hor horror, a situation. It was either a highly horrific, as in scary, sexual situation, or a very funny si- sexual situation. Um, do you have any that you'd like to share? I'll do a personal one, but like I'm not that
1: great. You know, what I mean, I just wish that I was. Like I listened to the horrible decisions, girls. And like they truly like walk the walk. Oh no, they go in. No, they okay. really, but they like they live that life. They do, yeah. I don't live. You know what I mean? Like one. Look, of yeah, them I'm a sex like, educator, but I'm not. I wish you know I I took that pressure off myself because there was a time when I was studying where you're learning about all these kinks and fetishes, and I'm just like, man, like, I should, I try am, am I supposed I I to, to be putting should, strap I'm on? Exactly. Like, what
0: um, am I? I'm, we're gonna go pegging tonight. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: It's just like I took the pressure on I'm like, you know what, just do it. It's 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 like ruining my sexual experience by trying to live up to the expectation of being like like I will fully admit I am definitely not as good in bed as like many women because of the fact that I'm just not as adventurous. I'm not I've never eaten poo before, you know. Not like that, but like (laughs) the extremes of things. Uh When when people say freaks, I'm like, Oh doggy style on a Friday More glasses of (laughs) wine. Um, I will tell a story of like when I was early, yeah, like maybe like 28 years old. So when I was just getting back into the dating scene, um, I met this and I knew myself at this time. So dating when you know yourself, you put the work in. Like when you've done the game of desire. Now the plug. Um, (laughs) It's different because you're like, okay, like I just want this to be fun and celebrate and celebrate in celebration of me. Mm -hmm. So I went on a date with this dude. So fine. Washed my car. We had a really (laughs) great time. Like. He's like, I have this amazing view of the city. Do you want to see it? I'm like, absolutely. And so we went up to the top. we were having this great conversation with the Wu-Tang Clan. It was like really fun. I was like, I'm really feeling this guy. And like, he was just archetypally so beautiful. And then it was almost as if the fucking moon got like a shadow passed over it. All of a sudden, he just turned so sexual. And it was just like... Heavy makeouts, which I love. I love a good makeout. And I'm like, he's such a good kisser. It was so amazing. But he was really trying to advance to sex. And we were at the rooftop. So we were like close to, you know, his place. And so. He just kept trying to advance into sex, but I'm like, I know me. I go by the 24-hour policy. I can fuck you now, but tomorrow I'm not going to be happy with this decision. Like, and it's, there's no Something's rush. off. Yeah, like, why are, you, why are you pressing me so hard? Yeah, suddenly, something yeah. Yeah. was off, and he was just, like, really, like, trying and, like, throwing at me all, like, the best moves, all his, like, Ryu Hadouken's, like, compliments and, like you know, offers to do things in the future. So and like, oh, yeah. You know, how I feel about you, this connection I mean, you're that we like, have. are like, hold
2: chill the fuck <laughs> And I
1: was just blocking all that shit, you know what I mean? And so he walked me to my car and we had this really intense make out at the car. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to come up? And I was like, no. And then I got in my car, I drove off, I parked around the corner I masturbated <laughs> and then I unmatched with him and blocked his number because I'm like I know I can see, see where this is going and i like, but
0: you but you were horny though Like you had, so, right, so, so make the right decision make the right decision <laughs> yeah so that's not a horror story that's like you know I was like a proud of you myself. know what that's actually like a really good technique because instead of just like going for it just like let me just go get it off real quick and then see how I feel and then feel like I'm you so can always awesome. call yes. back like you know what I'm still around the corner I changed my yes. mind right. I'm, I'm sure if you have been like I'm right there I'm actually watching we masturbate, <laughs> you know, yes. and like, like, yeah, like if you're like, if you're making out with a guy, be like, BRB, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, right? right, right. I'm gonna go freshen up, yes, <laughs> go get it off real quick. And if you still want it, then cool, but if not, I'm not, or wait for 24 hours, as she said, which most of us, you know, aren't. a lot
1: of men do that before dates, they masturbate before a date to make sure they're not making any like
0: something about Mary, mm-hmm. yes, something about Mary, yeah, that's a good one, mm-hmm. start doing that. I mean, I'm not really fucking right now. Anyway.
1: Masturbate so, before a <laughs> date, and then take your vaginal fluids after. <laughs> right. yes. Oh my god, right. I
0: can't wait. Yes. Where are we Just, going this weekend, girl? Fourth of July. We getting vaginal juiced up, sunscreen. girl. <laughs> vaginal sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> vaginal sunscreen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be the next wave of beauty. I that am. breast milk and vaginal juices. Yep. So, I'm telling you. I support it. Mark my words. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's. That's all we got for you, girl. Thank you so much. No, thank you. This was really fun. I'm glad <laughs> we did this in person. You. It was yeah. really a blast. Thank you You're for both responding
1: wonderful.
2: positively
1: to our stocking.
0: Yay! My <laughs> <when> stocking goes <laughs> Thank right. you for affirming
1: my toxic behavior. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. And I'm really grateful. And I thank you for the work that you do. You take up a space that not a lot of people would dare to. And I think to hear mothers talk about their sexuality and be so like, truly confident even just sitting here as their sexual selves makes me feel really inspired
0: um, and thank hopeful you.
1: towards my future so this was another step yeah. for me and like the baby thinking yeah, process of, like,
0: once and if you get pregnant just hit us up we got tips tricks all types of shit, yes, yes i will 100 well, percent. thank you <laughs> can you tell her i'm sure they know where to find you but just let them know where they can get your book all that stuff get my books everywhere that books or soul wins is coming out Uh, next
1: Wednesday so I'm still on pre-order but my pre-order game is really strong Mm -hmm. I have podcasts on like how to like manage your friends with benefits like step-by-step techniques I'm doing an advice podcast it's a private podcast only for those who pre-ordered you can get a phone call with me so you can ask a question Um, I'm also giving away a color chart like for dressing that like I've been using that people really like so when you pre-order you get a lot of love If you buy the book afterwards, you just get the book, which is great, but take advantage right now of all the offers that I have. Go to thegameofdesire.com
2: awesome cool thank you so much i love you <laughs> and, and you know what jared is really really sweet he's so sweet it's very he's nice so French, damn French sweet coffee going it's very, we saw him outside but let me tell you we, we pulled up and we're like hey we're here to um do a podcast with shannon he's like oh okay park anywhere so we're sitting at the door and he's she's knocking she hates that i like bust in people's houses all the time i'm like girl it's unlocked she's like we don't even know that we can't just bust in. i said he just saw us and I'm like she's canadian
0: trust me just she's like you do it i'm like fine i open the door and he's like come in i'm like Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's because she always busts in my house and scares the shit out of me. And I'm like, bitch, if I had a gun, you'd be dead. I'm mean, like well, you, you can't, can't just go in peace. Like, I know you don't have you, a gun. I house, know, but if I did, <laughs> I'm like you can't just be busting in people's houses. Suspicious. So ass. I was wrong. You oh, right. Okay. You well, Brandon way. was already here. So <laughs> you're in good company. We're gonna shout out Brandon at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> and <laughs> wife <laughs> on the film. <laughs> your wife. Talk about how fine you are. It's our shout out to she's, your wife. She's our friend. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Nisha? Um Anyway, you guys can find us. You know where to find us at Good Underscore Bad Choices, and we'll see you guys next week. And sign up for our newsletter. Yes, do that too. Bye. Bye. You try to put up. What you won't do? You won't do. You try to put up. This is when I thought I broke away and I'm feeling happy. You try to trap me, say you're pregnant, and guess who the daddy don't want to fall
2: for it.
1: Put